the city of Providencialis. Here is tonight's Nations Report with Zoya Fessler. It's Tuesday, March 7, 2023. Here's a look at today's headlines. Commissioner of Police addresses community for Police Week 2023. DECR commemorated World Seagrass Day. Guyana making progress on construction of new medical facilities. Man tries to stab flight attendant and open plane door. We'll also take a look at the latest in the sporting world and your weather forecast. Join me for those stories and more. I'm Soya Fassler. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Nation Station 89.1 FM. Police Week 2023 has commenced. On Saturday morning, a 5K, 10K walk run was held along with a health fair following. On Sunday, police officers across the TCI took part in ecumenical services. On Monday, the police commissioner addressed the nation for Police Week, a week to commemorate one of the oldest police forces in the world, a week to engage with our communities across a range of activities, and a week to celebrate the success within the force. The last 12 months has been one of the most challenging period in the force's history, with a surge in serious gang violence that threatened the very safety and security of the Turks and Caicos Islands. The scale of the violence we faced as a country and as a force was unprecedented and so serious that it threatened to destabilise the tourist industry and the future economy of the islands. In the middle of this surge in crime, one of our own was shot and seriously injured and two other colleagues were lucky to escape any physical injury. Despite this, we did not flinch and the response of the officers of the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force was frankly astonishing. All members of the force responded with courage, fortitude, resilience, and with a determination to deal with the threats we faced. To support us, colleagues from the Royal Bahamas Police Force came to the TCI to stand shoulder to shoulder with us as brothers and sisters to deal with those criminals who were murdering, shooting and terrorising the Turks and Caicos Islands. In late November, following an all-team effort, the main persons involved in these violent crimes had either fled the TCI, were deceased or were in custody, and a sense of calm and safety once again was felt on the Turks and Caicos Islands. The extraordinary effort continues into 2023, with significant charges for serious crimes being laid against a number of people. In addition to the surge in serious crime, the Royal Turks and Caicos Islands Police Force continues to face a number of maritime threats. People smuggling, drugs and firearms smuggling, and illegal fishing. The whole region is seeing a surge in the movement of people in the maritime environment, and the TCI is experiencing the same surges in numbers. The last year has seen a deepening of our regional partnerships to tackle the maritime threat with greater connectivity and collaboration with U.S. law enforcement and the Bahamas Defense Force. 
These relationships will enhance the safety and security of the Northern Caribbean region. Whilst colleagues from the Royal Bahamas Police Force came to support the TCI, there have been other key additions to the ranks within the force. They welcomed a new head of crime, Superintendent Dean Holden, and 17 investigators funded by the UK government to support the serious crime team. Staffing numbers have been bolstered by a number of highly trained and experienced police officers that have joined from across the region, as well as 18 new recruits who have just left for their initial training in the Bahamas. We are currently procuring new vessels for our Marine Branch, along with recruiting 12 Marine Branch officers for the team. The UK government is funding a dedicated and highly technical aircraft for the force to provide a critical capability to detect threats at sea. Within the Air Wing, we have also launched our drone unit and our intelligence function continues to grow in its capability and scope, including a professionalisation of how we manage information from our communities. Vital command training is taking place over the coming months and we are determined to continue in, to invest in our staff and technology. With a growing training capability, there will be opportunities for officers and staff to develop, to learn new skills, and to have the opportunity to move into specialist areas of policing, as well as advance through promotion opportunities. Now the Royal Turks and Caicos Police Force remains resolute and committed to protecting these beautiful by nature Turks and Caicos Islands during 2023 and beyond, serving with pride and integrity. In May 2022, the United Nations declared March 1st as World Seagrass Day in a bid to raise awareness of the threats these essential marine habitats currently face. Seagrasses are marine flowering plants that are found in shallow waters in many parts of the world, from the tropics to the Arctic Circle. They form extensive underwater meadows, creating complex, highly productive, and biologically rich habitats. Covering only 0.1% of the ocean floor, these seagrass meadows provide food and shelter to thousands of species of fish, seahorses, turtles, and conch, and sustain some of the world's largest fisheries. They improve water quality by filtering, cycling, and storing nutrients and pollutants, reducing contamination in seafood. Highly efficient carbon sinks, they can store up to 18% of the world's oceanic carbon, making them powerful nature-based solutions to tackle climate change impacts. Because they buffer ocean acidification, they contribute to the resilience of the most vulnerable ecosystems and species such as coral reefs and to coastal populations such as the Turks and Caicos Islands. They act as the first line of defense along coasts by reducing wave energy, protecting people from the increasing risk of floods and storms. Despite its important contribution to sustainable development and climate change mitigation and adaptation, this core component of marine biodiversity is in danger. The combined pressures of coastal development, pollution, including land-based runoff, climate change, dredging and unregulated fishing and boating activities are key drivers of the degradation of seagrasses and their associated ecosystems.
And the Honorable Otis Morris, Minister of Home Affairs, Transportation, Broadcasting, Energy and Utilities, and the Telecommunications Commission, led a delegation to the Commonwealth Telecommunications Organization, or CTO's, Digital Week from the 20th to the 24th of February in London, United Kingdom. After a four-year hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the CTO hosted a digital week under the theme Action for Impact, which brought together countries from around the world to work together in partnership in the digital transformation journey. The week-long conference featured three important ICT events, the CTO Forum, the inaugural Ministerial Alliance for Digital Nations, and the 60th CTO Council meeting. During the inaugural Ministerial Alliance for Digital Nations, Honorable Otis Morris took part in the Ministerial Caucus for discussion, along with other ministers from Montserrat, the Republic of Guyana, the Independent State of Samoa, and the Republic of Trinidad and Tobago. Commenting on the conference, Honorable Morris stated, quote, Digital Week provided a unique opportunity for the CTO member and non-member states to reconnect and to engage with stakeholders in the ICT sector and to understand the plan CTO has to move towards digital transformation globally. The Turks and Caicos Islands is looking to become an affiliate member in the near future. Accompanying Honorable Otis Morris were James Aswood, the Permanent Secretary, Kenva Williams, the Director General of the the Telecommunications Commission, Clayton Bean, Chair of the Telecommunications Commission Board of Directors, and Crystal Landy, Administrative and HR Officer for the Telecommunications Commission. The CTO is the oldest and largest Commonwealth Information and Communication Technologies organization, established as the Pacific Cable Board in 1899 to complete a global telegraph network. In its latest manifestation, the CTO is an international treaty organization dedicated to facilitating effective adoption ICT and accelerating digital transformation and sustainable development in the Commonwealth and beyond. That brings us to the end of our local news segment. Regional news is up next. So let's take a look at what's going on with our neighbors. Work is progressing smoothly at the sites of six new regional hospitals in Guyana. The contractor has already completed land preparation at the sites located in Anna Regina, Dekindran, Bath, Number 75 Village, Diamond and Enmore. The land is prepared, the designs are almost complete and construction is set to begin shortly. Each of the modern hospitals will be 65,000 square feet and equipped with 75 hospital beds. When completed, the goal is that they will ease the burden on the country's main medical facility, the Georgetown Public Hospital, and it will eliminate the need for persons from rural areas to journey to the capital city for most of their health care needs. Also, significant progress is being made on the 12.4 billion Guyanese dollars state-of-the-art pediatric and maternal hospital in Ogle. The facility is expected to be commissioned by 2025 and will be equipped with 256 beds. 
and the Caribbean community or CARICOM leaders have reiterated their commitment to finding a lasting solution to issues affecting Haiti as the leaders with responsibility for Haiti met on Sunday under the chairmanship of the Bahamian Prime Minister Philip Davis to receive a report from the Jamaican Prime Minister Andrew Holness who led a mission to the country on the 27th of February. In a statement, the CARICOM Secretariat said the mission met with a broad range of Haitian stakeholders to hear their views on what could be done to find a lasting solution to the country's problems. The leaders agreed that there must be a follow-up meeting with the stakeholders to chart a path to consensus building in order to bring peace and stability to the country. Moving forward, CARICOM agreed to support the Haitian National Police in their efforts to address the security situation. The focus of the community will be the provision of training for the Haitian National Police and the provision of humanitarian assistance to the police and the wider Haitian society, taking into account the challenging humanitarian and security situation currently in the country. They also agreed to work with the governments of Canada and the United States, as well as the UNDP, on the ongoing issues and at the upcoming spring meetings of the International Monetary Fund and the World Bank, they will approach both international financial institutions to ascertain what further assistance they can provide to Haiti. That wraps up the happenings around the region. International News is up next. So let's take a look at what's going on around the world. A United Airlines passenger was arrested after he allegedly tried to open a plane's emergency exit door and then allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant. The incident took place during a Sunday flight number 2609 from Los Angeles to Boston. Francisco Torres, 33 years old, allegedly tried to stab a flight attendant in the neck with a broken metal spoon after he was confronted about tampering with the plane's door, according to federal prosecutors. Fellow passengers tackled him and the flight crew helped to restrain him. Torres admitted to police that he went into the bathroom to break the spoon to make a weapon and also allegedly told investigators he believed a flight attendant was trying to kill him, so he tried to kill the flight attendant first. The incident began about 45 minutes before the flight landed when the crew received an alarm about a disarmed door between the first class and coach sections. A flight attendant found that the door's locking handle had been moved out of the fully locked position and that the emergency slide arming lever had been moved to the disarmed position. Torres allegedly tried to open the door unsuccessfully and had the idea to open the emergency exit door and jump out of the plane. Passengers, after hearing the commotion, tackled the man and one passenger who's a Red Cross volunteer zip-tied the man's hands. The flight landed safely and was met by law enforcement officials. Torres was charged with one count of interference and attempted interference with flight crew members and attendants using a dangerous weapon. Torres made an initial appearance in court Monday and was detained. He's set to return to court this coming Thursday. And acute malnutrition among pregnant women and breastfeeding mothers has increased by 25% in the past two years in 12 countries hard hit by rising food prices fueled by the fighting in Ukraine, according to a new United Nations report.
Surveys throughout 10 countries in Africa and two in the Middle East that are worst affected by the food crisis were used in a UNICEF report. Poor nutrition in pregnant and breastfeeding women can lead to weak immunity and complications during pregnancy and birth. Some countries in sub-Saharan Africa have in previous studies recorded high infant mortality rates due to various complications. Globally, 51 million children under two years old are too short for their age due to malnutrition, a condition called stunting, and half of these become stunted during pregnancy or within the first six months of life. The affected girls and women have increased from 5.5 million in 2020 to 6.9 million in 2022 in those African countries. UNICEF recommends increased nutrition assistance and supplying fortifications to highly consumed basic foods such as flour, cooking oil and salt to reduce micronutrient deficiencies. Some of the countries in sub-Saharan Africa have high rates of teenage pregnancies and low attendance at prenatal clinics. Women in poor households are twice as likely to be underweight as those from the wealthiest households. South Asia and Sub-Saharan Africa remain the epicenter of the nutrition crisis among adolescent girls and women. That's it for International News. Sports is up next. Let's take a look at what's going on in the sporting world. Neymar will undergo season-ending surgery on his damaged right ankle and will be out for up to four months. He will miss Paris Saint-Germain's Champions League match at Bayern Munich on Wednesday and will be operated on in the coming days at a hospital in Doha, Qatar. Following his last sprain on February 20th, the Paris Saint-Germain medical staff recommended a ligament repair operation to avoid a major risk of recurrence. Neymar picked up his latest injury last month in a 4-3 win over Lille in the French League. He also injured his right ankle in Brazil's opening match at last year's World Cup in Qatar, but the forward was able to return later in that tournament. Neymar has not played for Paris Saint-Germain since the last game last month when he was taken off the field on a stretcher. And Boston Red Sox infielder Justin Turner was taken to a hospital after leaving Monday's game against the Detroit Tigers when he was hit on the face with the pitch. The 38-year-old fell to the ground after getting hit by right-hander Matt Manning. Medical personnel rushed to the plate where Turner was bleeding and had a towel on his face as he walked off the field. He's receiving treatment for soft tissue injuries and is being monitored for a concussion. Despite the circumstances, he is stable, alert, and in good spirits. The two-time All-Star signed a $15 million deal, one-year deal, with the Red Sox during the offseason after spending the past nine years with the Dodgers. He hit .278 with 13 homers and 81 RBIs in 128 games last season. And the Milwaukee Bucks' 16-game winning streak is over as the Philadelphia 76ers erased an 18-point deficit, defeating the Bucks 133-130 to on the road on Saturday, giving Milwaukee its first loss since January 21st. 
The Bucks remain first in the Eastern Conference with a record of 45-18, a half game ahead of the Boston Celtics. James Harden either made or assisted on nine of the 76ers' 12 field goals in the fourth quarter and finished with 38 points on 11 of 26 shooting with 10 assists and nine rebounds. The Sixers got big performances from their other two top players. Joel Embiid had 31 points, including the final two free throws with 10 assists and six rebounds, while Tyrese Maxey had 26 points on just 12 shots. Harden and Embiid became the first 76ers teammates to each post 30-plus points and 10 assists since Wilt Chamberlain and Hal Greer in 1965, per the NBA. Philadelphia also had to overcome the losses of Tobias Harris and P.J. Tucker, who both left early with left calf soreness and back spasms, respectively. Giannis Antetokounmpo finished with 34 points, 13 rebounds, and 4 assists for the Bucks. That brings us to the end of sports, but before we go, let's take a look at our weather forecast. Generally clear and sunny skies, highs of 79 degrees and lows of 72. Winds are light and variable from the east-northeast at 4 miles per hour. However, direction shifts in the night with winds from the north-northwest at 4 miles per hour. A less than 10% chance of rain is expected. That completes our weather forecast and today's newscast. Recapping the news for today, Commissioner of Police addresses community for Police Week 2023. DECR commemorated World Seagrass Day. Guyana making progress on construction of new medical facilities. Man tries to stab flight attendant and open airplane door. Thank you all so much for joining me here on RTC 89.1 FM for today's newscast. If you'd like to read more stories or if you missed today's presentation, you can always visit our website at www.rtc89fm.com or download the RTC app in the Google Play Store for the news or to listen to our podcast. Have a good evening, Turks and Caicos. I am Soya Fasler. Join us again tomorrow evening at 6 p.m. for another edition of The Nation's Report.